with our housing stock already severely strained, we'll soon need to find a way to accommodate a record surge in new Canadians. Now, a recent RBC report on housing says Canada needs to build, get this, nearly 6 million new homes by 2030. That's a 40% increase as demand due to internal growth and immigration accelerates. Can we actually do it? Think about that for a second. With high interest rates, which we just talked about, municipal red tape, and a skills trade shortage. Joining me now to discuss the issue is Chris Gardner, President of the Independent Contractors and Businesses Association. Chris, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Giles. Great to be on the show. Uh, let's talk a little bit about housing. Obviously, interest rates uh, uh, went up by a quarter point today. Uh, not a surprise for some, but very surprising, I'm sure, for others, especially uh, if you're carrying a, a mortgage or if you have to negotiate. But let's talk a little bit about actually building housing. In the context of today's announcement and the need to continue to build housing across this country, especially in, in here in British Columbia, how do you view today? Well, listen. We uh, we've been in a, a in a housing. The, the words housing and crisis have are are, are together uh, in British Columbia uh, have have been this way for the last two decades. And if you look at CMHC, the Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation, they said that the last time housing was affordable in Vancouver and other major centers in uh, in Canada was in 2003. So that was effectively a generation ago. And so the increase in interest rates today, and if you think of what's happened, interest rates were, you know, a quarter of a percentage point, the Bank of Canada rate back in February of 2022. So just a little over a year later, uh, we're at 4.75%. That is, uh, that's an incredible, that's an historic increase in interest rates. So that's putting pressure on the on housing affordability to the point you just raised. Um, and so affordability is going in the wrong direction uh, for Canadians and for British Columbia. Now, there has been much said. I was just at a, at a housing symposium last week in, in Maple Ridge for for-profit housing and non-profit housing. Uh, we had government officials there, including the minister. We had developers there. Uh, all uh, facets of the housing industry. I think everybody generally agrees we need to be building more housing. What do the numbers say to you? And I know RBC had a report recently. Walk me through what the numbers say and where your concerns lie. Well, yeah, every, as you pointed out, every single major analysis by a think tank, a bank, uh, real estate um, analysts have all pointed to the same thing. The issue is supply. We have not been able to bring enough new housing onto the market. And so if you go back to 1972, when Canada's population was 22 million people, we brought onto the, onto the market new homes in 1972 in the order of about 250,000. So last year, 50 years later in 2022, um, with a population of 39 million, we brought onto the market a fewer number of houses, about 220,000 units. So 30,000 less. So in 50 years, in two generations, we have not been able to increase in any measurable way uh, the increase in supply of new housing. And so the RBC report that you mentioned that came out in May said that Canada needs to build about 5.8 million new homes between now and 2030. That's a little over 800,000 homes a year. So how on earth are we going to move from just a little over 200,000 homes a year to about 800,000 homes a year uh, to have any hope of reaching that target 
we are going to have to do things very, very differently uh, than we have been. And so the challenge before us is enormous. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go through the numbers again. So basically 5.8 million homes, according to RVC, need to be built in Canada by 2030 because of uh, a lack of housing and immigration. Uh, so it's about a 40% increase uh, from today. That comes out to what 830,000 new homes need to be built in Canada every single year for the next seven years. Uh, and as you said, we build only about 220,000 new homes. And that hasn't changed since 1972, give or take a few thousand here or there. So That's we right. somehow, <laughs> the, so ultimately the math doesn't work here. And if you, if you don't do that, then you got to crunch again. you got to crunch not just on people who want to buy homes, but also ultimately, I guess it would impact the rental re- rental business as well. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and you know, we, um, we, if you look at the, the issues, the challenge we have is that housing has become an, an, an intensely political issue. And so if you go to city halls, and I was at city hall um, last week speaking before uh, the, the development permit board, uh, related to 111 new units that were proposed uh, on a site in downtown Vancouver. This site is an empty parking lot. It's been an empty parking lot for a decade. Um, and if, you know, I was speaker of the 60 people who were aligned, who registered to speak, only four were speaking in favor of the project. And therein lies the challenge. We need more supply. But every time a new project is proposed, people will say, the building is too ha- the, the project it's the tower is too too tall um, it's not right for this neighborhood there'll be too much noise the views will be obstructed like you can just go down there's a list as long as your arm about why we shouldn't build and the challenge then is that councils get nervous and everything starts to slow down and so if we're going to have any hope of making a measurable increase and the number of new homes we're bringing on onto the market, we're going to have to dramatically change our thinking. And that's going to require um, city halls moving faster, uh, reducing red tape and regulation, reducing the costs they're imposing on, onto builders and developers, and for the public to embrace density. Without density, uh, we just aren't going to get to where we need to be in terms of the supply of uh, housing on the market. We are speaking to Chris Gardner from the ICBA. We were sp- speaking a little bit about the RBC report that came out last month, basically saying we need an almost 6 million new homes in Canada by 2030 because of uh, the challenges or lack of housing presently and, of course, with our immigration boom. And as Chris said, uh, we're averaging about 220,000 homes, new homes that we build every year, yet we need 830,000 new homes annually to be built. So the math doesn't work. Chris, let's talk about uh, a little bit about your business. You, you represent uh, independent contractors. Uh, give me a sense of what it is like for you and your members in you know, training the next generation. One thing, it's one thing about building these things, but you need people to build these homes. Uh, how are we doing in regards to enticing people to get into the construction trades, number one, and how is training going in regards to getting as many of these people trained up and working on, on these job sites? Well, there's a couple of challenges that, that our economy is facing, and one is we're going over a demographic cliff. So if you think about what happened in British Columbia last year, for the first time ever, more people died than were born in British Columbia. Uh, we've never had that before. So we're going through 
uh, a huge crisis and a, and a demographic shift that is going to have significant repercussions in our economy. And so there's two ways through this. One is technology. And construction is a technology story. Um, the way we design buildings, build them, is rapidly changing because of the use of technology. Uh, and artificial intelligence will bring a whole new wave of opportunity um, for construction contractors. And the second is immigration. And there's been a lot of a lot of debate and discussion about immigration. We are taking in record numbers of people, about 500,000 this year, next year, and the year after. And so what is that going to require? Well, that's going to require building new homes because people, those people are going to need to rent or buy homes. But it's also going to require investment in hospitals and schools and infrastructure. So we've got to be able to build faster and approve projects in, in, in much faster timelines than we're doing now. The World Bank ranks Canada number 64 in the world in the length of time it takes to approve a construction project. That's an embarrassing number. We, we've, got to, we've got to build faster. And, um, and so in terms of the people, um, if you want to get a red seal designation in a construction trade in British Columbia, we face two challenges, a shortage of training spaces and a shortage of instructors. So it can take you eight to 10 years to complete your four-year program. And when I say it's a four-year program, it's six weeks in class roughly each year for four years. The rest of the, of the training happens on site where naturally it would happen when you're working uh, every day on projects beside experienced uh, and, and trained people. So we've got to invest more in training spaces and we've got to tell young people in high schools about the exciting career opportunities in construction. You know, if, if a young person says, hey, I'd like to start a business, the answer that a high school counselor is going to give them is, okay, well, you've got to go to UBC or SFU and, and go study commerce. They don't say, and what they should be saying, is consider the trades, learn a skill, learn a trade, and start your own business. Every single construction company in this province was started by a family by an individual who took a risk, got some experience. The ability and the exciting opportunities in construction are um, 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 unbelievable, but we don't tell that message to kids because everyone is so focused on their phones and developing apps and, you know, you're going to work for Facebook or Amazon. And that's a challenging narrative to overcome, but we've got to do a much better job of getting that message to kids. Uh, are you hopeful here that the... I mean, it's not a, even a business challenge. It seems to be a psychological one or a political one where we do have to streamline how we approve projects and, and build more housing. Ontario seems to be actually, the provincial government there is basically telling the city, get on with it, or we're going to start rezoning ourselves. British Columbia hasn't gone that far yet, but even with their housing naughty list, they're slowly edging in that direction, one would assume, especially if these cities don't move forward and show movement. Do you generally like what the province is doing here, or do you think um, there are other ways to do to get more housing built, or do you think they should go even further in regards to just compelling these cities to get on with it? Well, I think there's a lot of finger-pointing between the federal, provincial, and local levels of government. And I think the big problem as a taxpayer, as a homeowner, as, a, as someone who wants to buy a home, if you look at these three levels of government, they can't figure things out. They, everyone blames everyone else. And, you know, the province will say the feds isn't doing enough. The province will say city halls aren't doing enough. City halls will say, well, well all these services are being downloaded on us. 
And so as a taxpayer, as a home buyer, you don't really know who to believe. The only thing you know is that affordability is going in the wrong direction. So the first task is for the three levels of government to get their act together. And it goes from everything from, you know, the, the 500,000 immigrants that are going to come into Canada. We're going to, we're going to recruit all these folks. But then when they come here, we're not building enough housing. We've got to invest more in hospitals and the infrastructure like schools and roads and bridges. Um, tra- providing training opportunities for them and recognizing their credentials. You know, we've got a, a challenge in our healthcare system and we're going out recruiting nurses and doctors. But when they get here, the feds open the door and say, come on in. And they get here in the provinces say, well, hang out. You know, it's going to take you two, three, four years before you recognize your credentials. So they're not working together in collaboration. And housing is exactly, uh, it, it's in that similar basket of areas where governments are not coordinated and they're not working together. There's just too much finger pointing. So do I think that if the feds, the province, and cities figure it out and work, whether that's a carrot and stick approach, but something's got to change. Because if it doesn't, we're going to have another generation of Canadians who are effectively going to give up on ever owning a home. Chris, thank you so much for your time today. really appreciate it. Great. Thank you, Jazz.